You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action finally, and today... We're going to talk about the upcoming everything that's going on. Uh, I mean, there's really no other way I can talk about it other than just breaking down what we know about college basketball, what we know about A&M's program. There's a lot to get through today. Before we begin, make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. I am the host of the show, and I love public feedback. Anything you can do to help make this a more quality-sounding podcast Monday through Friday, give me a follow, give me a shout-out. I'll add it into the mix. Secondly, Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source for all things 12th Man related content found here on LLP. Subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, and if you can't do any of that, listen live every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com. Alright, so like many of you this past week, it has been a tremendous week for myself, my family, much like Texas A&M fans everywhere across the country. I too was unfortunately affected by the ravishing torment that is going through Texas right now of this winter storm. Now, luckily... I was very lucky that I was not in the same spot as many other people out there, but I did lose water. I did not have power, like many of you, and it was a troubling time to wonder what was going to happen next. When would I be able to come back on air? When would I be able to feel my feet inside my own apartment? When would I be able to take a shower? All these little things that we think that we don't actually need because they're just kind of around. They really become a necessity when this happens. And I think a lot of people will step back and view this as a learning lesson for the future of the state of Texas. I'm not going to get into politics. I'm not going to get into what you believe needs to be done that way. But what I will say is I think it is a very trying learning lesson for every single person in this state because of every single person was affected. It wasn't just people in Houston. It wasn't just people in Dallas. It wasn't just people in San Antonio. It was everywhere. The entire state saw freezing temperatures in some areas for the first time in 30 plus years. And we weren't prepared. And it's a shame that we weren't prepared. Because unfortunately, I now am just getting to you for the second time this week. And that should not be the case. I should have been here all week. And I couldn't have been. But you don't want to hear about that. And I totally get that. So hopefully whoever is listening to this show, know that you're in my thoughts. You're in everyone else's thoughts. And you're in the Aggie community's thoughts for the upcoming extended period of time. We are strong. We are Texans. And we will get through this together. Unfortunately, this does put a damper on Texas A&M basketball. The Aggies have not played a game in over two weeks due to COVID-19 and, of course, this winter epidemic that is going on throughout the state. Their game against Alabama was postponed after trying to be rescheduled two different times for the Crimson Tide to make their trip down to Reed Arena. Now the attention turns to what will happen if Eric Musselman's team and the 24-ranked Arkansas Razorbacks cannot come into Reed Arena on uh, Saturday night for a 7:30 tip-off. A&M has had five games 
in the last three weeks postponed. One has been because of Vanderbilt had COVID-19 concerns. The other three have been because of A&M's COVID-19 concerns. And then they had a fifth that was canceled because of the weather inclination. Alabama, top 10 ranked opponent, would have been probably the biggest game of the year for A&M. Would have been their first game back since COVID. Now we don't know when their next game is going to be. Because of right now, yes, there is expected to be a game on Saturday at 7.30. But that's only if weather conditions are permitting. That's only if COVID-19 tests are good on both sides. That's only if they can get from College Station and Bryan to Reed Arena. And they can have probably a day to prepare. Because that's another big thing. They're going to need at least a day. And A&M has to now come back and practice. The one thing that I don't think people understand about this who aren't from the local area is A&M basketball has not been able to practice consistently for over two weeks. Three of those times they weren't because of COVID and they had to do a lot of Zoom. They had to do a lot of six feet apart learning. The other half is they couldn't get in the building. The roads were too dangerous to drive. And again, this isn't an area where, unfortunately, you look at Dallas and you look at uh, parts of Amarillo and you look at parts of Lubbock where snow is common. It's not a big deal and they know how to prepare for snow in those areas. College Station, they don't know how to prepare for snow. The roads are icy and they're dangerous to drive on. You don't know how to salt down roads here like you do up north, like you do out west, like you do in areas of the country where this is a common occurrence. So A&M did not get to practice this week, even for their game against Alabama. Now that game was canceled, and now they face off against another top 25 opponent in Eric Musselman's Razorbacks. The Razorbacks also have been able to play. That's another thing that I don't think a lot of people are taking into consideration. They've been able to play. They have yet to have a game canceled outside of their game with A&M. Now, again, they're coming off some big-time wins when you really break it down. They beat Florida. They beat Missouri, who was ranked just outside the top 10. They beat uh, Kentucky. They beat Mississippi State. They're on a four-game winning streak going into this game. And they've also had the time, the necessities, and the hours to put in to really build up a game plan that's going to make them dangerous. Right now, Arkansas, they're, uh, what are they? Are they third? No, they're second in the SEC in basketball. They rank 9-4. and four. They have one game ahead of LSU. Alabama's one. Arkansas's two. Arkansas likely is going to be two going into this upcoming final stretch of games. A&M, they're 13th. And they're only 13th, not because of record, but because they haven't had the record to even play. I mean, think about this for a second. When you break down a and schedule, they're 2-6 and six in SEC play. That's eight games. There's teams that have played 13. That's double what A&M has played. And not only that, a team like Alabama, they have six more wins because they've also played seven more games. A&M has had to cancel those games because they're not in line to be able to have these games just yet. Because of COVID, because of weather inclination, because of other teams' problems. Every single time we have this conversation, it becomes a little more frustrating. Because of a team like AM and Buzz Williams, you want to see them take that next step. 
you want to see if they are a team on the rise. You want to see everything that we saw at the end of last season kind of come into fruition at the start of this season. It's a lot like football. Remember when we were talking about football and how A&M had two weeks where they didn't have a football game? It's the same thing. A&M basketball is in a lot worse situation than A&M football where they can come out sluggish, but there's so many teams in the SEC that are going to come out sluggish as well. It's the team that's the least sluggish that actually ends up being the better team. I mean, if you really break it down, Kentucky is having a terrible year, yet they still rank, what, 7-13? and 13? All, like, like, all their wins have come in the SEC, basically. They're still winning those games. Tennessee has struggled at times this year. They're still 15-5 and five overall. Alabama. I mean, Alabama's one conference loss, I believe, is to uh, Missouri. And that came down to legitimately a three-pointer with like two seconds left. All the teams in the SEC are pretty evenly matched when you really break it down. It's about scheduling and it's about timing. Any single person in the SEC can be another team in the SEC on any given day. But AM doesn't have the practice. AM doesn't have the players. AM doesn't have a lot right now that's going for them to where they can finish the season out on a positive note and potentially be a higher seed when it comes down to the SEC tournament later on next month. Just a really crappy situation for all involved, specifically the players who are trying to get back, who don't have. COVID-19 problems, who don't have these issues. Unfortunately, this is where we are right now. And it affects every single person in some way or another. College football and the NFL might be over, but betting will still be at an all-time high due to the love of the NBA and college basketball. That's why I recommend you go to the place we love and the one place we trust. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline.ag gives you the best lines, the best buyouts, and highlight information to get you geared up and win every single day you put money down on the line with up-to-date information on their social media page at BetOnline underscore AG. And when you go visit BetOnline AG, go type in the promo code LOCKEDON to save 50% off as a welcome bonus in your first deposit. Stop sitting on the sidelines and get involved in the action with BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbooks experts. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action talking all things Texas A&M. Guys, you don't need a 30 minute show to get you caught up on every single different podcast here going on with the highlight information in sports. Instead, why not take 25 minutes out of your day to listen to the best news coming out from Locked On today? Join Locked On Today host Peter Bukowski as he breaks down the highlight information and top stories surrounding all major sports in America today in a quick 20-minute episode. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast listening systems. So we're a tad behind on this because of, you know, everything going on in Texas. I have not had power for a couple days and I'm finally back on air. But in case you were living in the same situation as me and you're just tuning in, Texas A&M was able to add another big-time name to their recruiting class for the 2022 season. League City Clear Springs wideout Noah Thomas announced his pledge to Texas A&M on Wednesday night, I believe it was. The 6'5", 180-pound junior is the sixth overall commitment for the class of 2022. After the Maroon and White saw three players make the decisions within a week of each other roughly about a month ago. 
Uh, this is what he had to say in an interview. Uh, I believe it was with 24-7 Sports. I like everything about Texas A&M. It's a great school. It's in the SEC, and they're one of the best teams in the country. They had a huge season last year, so it's really hard to turn down an offer like that. He also spoke very highly of Jimbo Fisher and how his recruiting pitch helped him decide between schools in the state of Texas, eventually declaring to go to College Station. Coach Fisher said he was really happy with me. Um, and happy with my commitment. He thinks I can be a difference maker for them, and he's very excited about my size and speed. Thomas joins a pair of Galveston County players as part of A&M commitments as four-star teammates of Dickinson, Donovan Green, and P.J. Williams committed to the Aggies earlier this month. Uh, Thomas picked up his offer back in January. A lot of people thought that he was going to be a name to watch for uh, with Texas as well. The six-foot-five, you know, uh, uh, outside outside receiver, has done a great job on the perimeter at his high school for the Chargers. Uh, he had over 100 uh, receiving yards in each of his final five games last season, including a playoff contest against Paraland, where he finished with 216 yards and two touchdowns against the Oilers off 13, uh, 13 receptions. One of the biggest things is that AM needs to find that true number one receiver, and you don't really know what it's going to be. You have multiple players trying to find out if they are the number one for AM moving past the 2021 season. And of course, the first name will be Damon Demas, the speedster coming out of what was Tomball. I mean, we could say he went to a different school, but basically it was Tomball. That's where he pretty much was in his final year. He was very limited last year. I mean, he, he played, if I count it right, it was 16 total snaps. And now you're expecting him to take that next leap. You lose Cam Brown. But you're bringing back Chase Lane. You're bringing back Hezekiah Jones. You're hopefully getting Caleb Chapman as your vertical threat. Chapman, unfortunately, could be in this final year. Same with Cameron Buckley. They could be going to the NFL. They could be graduating. They could be done after next season. You need that vertical presence. Is Demas going to be your vertical guy? Is he going to be your speed guy? Is he going to be your guy that connects across the middle of the field, on drag routes, on zags, on zigs, on outs? On, on shorter comebacks, on curls, and then use his speed to win in the open field? Or is he going to be your guy that runs the deep post? Is he going to be your guy that runs the fly pattern? Is he going to be your guy that wins at the line of scrimmage and you look for as a vertical presence downfield for 20-plus yard games? That's the question. I don't think you have to worry about that now because Thomas, if he does start early, which, again, is a big-time if with Texas A&M because you look at the names that, that have been big-time stars as freshmen, if you don't start week one, you usually don't play until the end of the season. And at the end of the season, you start looking like a starter for the next year. So a guy like Antonio Johnson, a guy like Devon A-Chain, they really didn't play first couple weeks of the season. In fact, they really didn't play until about the last two weeks of the season. But they stepped up big the last two weeks. And I would argue that these two players were... Potentially the reason AM had such a good game against North Carolina in the Orange Bowl. I mean, along with Kellen Mond, for sure, and along with the offensive line, but besides those two names, I would say that they play a big enough reason in that part. To me personally. So now you need to find out what Thomas is gonna be. I think the way you do that is by looking at what Chase Lane, who will be a senior going into 2022, and Demond Demas. If he's on the roster, which I hope he is, and I do believe his role will expand in 2021, if he will be in this area, who's playing the slot, 
Who's playing on the outside? Who's your flanker? Who's your deep post? Who's your guy playing the, uh, the short game? You always want to have about four receivers. Each one offers you a value at some level of the field. One that's about 5 to 10 yards. One that's about 10 to 12 yards. One that's about 15 to 17 yards. And one that's your vertical threat 20 yards deep. Thomas needs to fit into somewhere in that category as one of the next rising names at the wide receiver position. Thomas had other offers from Power 5 schools, including Arizona State, Arkansas, Baylor, Cal, Colorado, Kansas, Nebraska, Northwestern, Ole Miss, Penn State, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Utah. Tennessee was actually the very first school to offer him, and they did believe that because of a new regime in Josh Heupel, that offer would stay. He's going to stay instead in the Lone Star State. As a junior in his first year, as a starting wide receiver, Thomas finished with 40 receptions for 833 yards and seven touchdowns, averaging 22 point yards per catch. Over five games in the second half, he had 29 catches for 699 yards and six of his total seven touchdowns. This is a guy to watch for on the rise. Hopefully, he remains with the program. A verbal commit like this is a big time deal, especially at a position where you don't really know what you have moving past this season. This episode of Locked on Aggies is brought to you by Built Bar, where a candy bar meets a protein bar. Of course, you know about the 12 original flavors, but now there's six new flavors, including Cherry Barcia, Apple Almond Crisp, and Lemon Almond Cheesecake that will meet your nutritious needs. They are covered in 100% real chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew, great for someone on the keto diet because they're low in sugar, low in uh, high in protein, high in... Uh, high in fiber and low in calorie contents. I eat a peanut butter protein bar every single time before I go to the gym, and I usually go work out at 5 in the morning. So it really also helps kickstart my day on a positive note. And that's because it has 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. There's not a product like this on the shelves right now in America. But when you go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On, you'll save 20% off your very first purchase. Stop eating the salty sweets and enjoy a treat that will meet your needs. Built Bar from BuiltBar.com. Locked On Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action talking all things Texas A&M. Guys, make sure you listen to the brand new show at Locked On Bets with the great Pete and Paramount Sports Blue Sterling. They give you their best bets every single day to help you win some extra cash in 2021. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast listening systems. One of the most challenging spots about doing a show during all this is not just prepping for a show. But when you cover one team, and basketball is at a postponement, and you don't have football season, and baseball season is still you know around the corner, and you don't really know what that's going to be, you kind of put yourself in a pigeonhole area where you're not sure what you will talk about. And I thank every single person who's listened to this podcast and has helped give me something to talk about on a daily basis. I find joy and entertainment intriguing y'all with knowledge about Texas A&M, talking about the SEC, talking about college football, college basketball, everything to know about A&M, past, present, and potentially even future with recruiting. But to end the show today, it's not about A&M. It isn't. A&M is a proud institution that has represented the state of Texas for a century. But today, I want to focus in on not just the Aggies. You can gig them proud, you can gig them loud, but you can also hook them. You can also wreck them. 
You can also eat them up, cats. There's no stopping you from running with the Roadrunners. And if you really want to be mean and green, you go up north to Denton. You can pounce in San Marcos or you can axe them up in Nacogdoches, Texas. Doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what school you represent. Today, I would just like to say thank you. Thank you to the frontline workers who have spent countless hours this past week, not just dealing with the pandemic that still is going on in our country, but spending extra hours in a hospital, at a heat clinic, anywhere that needs assistance, away from your families, to help your local Texans neighbor. Thank you to the people who are working in hospitals right now, dealing with more than just COVID-19, dealing with hypothermia patients, dealing with people who are dying because of a now cold that leads to pneumonia, dealing with so much more than what they need to, and most of all, being away from the people who need them most. Thank you to the firefighters who have bravely helped stop and prevent more damage to the state because people are trying to find ways to stay warm with space heaters, with unfortunately bringing in gas, bringing in grills from outside, anything just to give their family a little bit more of actual help. Thank you to any single person working on power lines to get power back up. Any single person working in irrigation, working in the realm of water distribution to help get water pressure back at a high enough level. Thank you for risking your life on risky roads, on potential black ice, on potentially getting shocked because of wetness just to give another person, your neighbor, your Texan neighbor, a shot to have heat, to have power, to go back to what they remember, to go back to somewhat of normalcy. This episode of Locked on Aggies is dedicated to you, whether you gig them, hook them, wreck them, eat them up, ax them, mean, green them, or whatever school you represented in the Lone Star State. It's because of people like you that we are able to have some normalcy going into a weekend. It's because of people like you dedicating your lives and dedicating your time and efforts that there's a lot of people, young and old, that do not have to be afraid of what happens next. It's because of you and what you've done for this community, for this great state, that there are people who do not have to worry about where they will find heat, where they will find a hot meal, where they will find a place to sleep. And to any single person out there who has been a willing, loving neighbor and brought people into their home because they don't want them to suffer, this episode of Locked on Aggies is dedicated to you as well. The state of Texas is a proud state, and a lot of people sometimes make fun of it because we say, don't mess with Texas. Well, in Texas, we've seen a lot of people help their neighbors. We've seen a lot of people step up to the plate when there's a lot of other names out there who have kind of run away. So thank you to every single person this past week who has done their part in some shape or form to prove that together, Texans are stronger than ever before. 
That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or of course, listen every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about the NFL Draft. There's a couple names that are definitely going to be up there in the draft board. Where do they fit going into combines coming up in the next few weeks? We'll be talking about that. See you then. And remember, gig them, y'all. This has been Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked on Podcast Network.